I'm Dr. G, and for the past 10 years of my life, I've been passionate about all things holistic healing. I've been committed to healing myself and others from the inside out by incorporating some of the most effective modalities for healing the mental, the emotional, and the physical, I've learned that they give us the opportunity to be our most authentic and powerful selves. Heal Thyself is a show dedicated to just that. Today's show is going to be incredible, and I say it every week, of course I do, because it is incredible. Knowledge bombs of digestible information to empower and create clarity on what the highest version of us looks like. Product reviews to provide informed consent so you can buy the safest and best products out there. Better than the first two that I spoke about and you're getting other B vitamins, which are energizing, right? Get off of it, throw it away. And special guest segments with some of the brightest and most elite minds in their field. So what is that like on my nervous system? Six hours of holding that emotion. Here's the earth, here's the mechanisms and mechanics of an earth when it breathes. We would think much different about that asthma patient that shows up. All to create change in all the parts that make you, you, so we can start healing ourselves and each other. You know, skincare isn't just about looking good, right? A lot of us want to look good, but it's not just about looking good. It's about nurturing your skin and being well-balanced from the inside out. And, you know, this world is flooded with a bunch of harsh chemicals that are really insulting our skin, our barrier. And you want something truly effective that is safe. Alitura is one of the best in the game. If you never heard of Alitura, you just think of, you might've seen some uh, black bottles with gold writing on it. It's one of the best. And they're always at health events and people are loving them. And their quality. Alitura Naturals has crafted a serum that is not only safe, but also incredibly effective. Listen, a lot of you ask me where I get my glow from. This is a huge part of the equation. Their gold serum isn't just another skincare product. It's a testament to the power of natural healing and a commitment to holistic health. It uses organic ingredients like jojoba, olive, rosehip oils, and the gold serum is made organically with plant-derived vitamin A, not synthetic stuff, not that nasty stuff that you're getting in a lot of these over-the-counter products, GHKCU, and marine collagen to revitalize your skin. Alitura Naturals has been using the best ingredients in their products for years. They've been pioneering the path for what truly transformed skin should be. So if you're ready to take control of your skin health and experience the pinnacle of natural beauty, I highly recommend checking out Alituria Naturals. For a limited time, you, the Heal Thyself listener, will enjoy the exclusive discount, just the Heal Thyself discount, only for you. That's 20% off of this gold serum. Go to alitura.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That's A-L-I-T-U-R-A.com and get that 20% discount. It's amazing stuff. I use it every night before bed and I'm telling you, I'm on fire with my skin in a good way. Check it out. All right, let's face it. With all the toxins we're exposed to nowadays with processed foods, pollutants, and even stress, our poor livers have been working overtime. If you've been feeling sluggish, bloated, or just overall rundown, it may be time to give your hardworking liver some extra love and support. That is where Organifi's Liver Detox comes in. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfoods. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfood ingredients specifically designed to remove excess toxins and improve digestion, promote healthier energy levels, and just overall liver health. Now, one of the key ingredients is artichoke leaf extract, which has been clinically proven to help detoxify the liver and digestive tract. Then you got the all-star liver protector. You heard of it, milk thistle, an herb that has been used for centuries to give your liver a big old hug. That's not all. Organifi's liver detox also contains dandelion root, one of my favorite ones of all time, which is loaded with vitamins and minerals to promote healthy liver function 
and digestion. And finally, Trafalia, an ancient Ayurvedic formula packed with antioxidants that have been traditionally used as a powerful liver tonic, one of my favorite ones too. So whether you're dealing with sluggish digestion, low energy, or just want to give your body's main detox engine a little extra love, Organifi's Liver Detox has your back. Just take one to three capsules at any point during the day to start supporting your liver's natural detox pathways. All of us need to be supporting our liver. If you want to experience the energy boosting, liver supporting effects of this fantastic formula, head to OrganifiShop.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I shop.com slash DRG. All right, check it out before our knowledge bomb segment on alcohol, which is going to be so informative. Let me tell you what deodorant I'm using. And it's the next product suggestion for my channel on Verizon's In The Know platform where you can get some of my favorite products. I'm going to introduce you to the deodorant I've been using for three and a half years now. It is the Corpus deodorant, the most beautiful packaging, but also super, super clean. So the thing I love about Birch is they use natural ingredients. They have a beautiful line of different scents and it works and you don't need to use a lot. It's vegan, cruelty-free, not animal tested, which is amazing because a lot of the deodorants, especially the conventional ones that you find, are testing on animals. Since day one, I've been a fan of their color and the minimalist packaging, but also their scents. So they don't use any synthetic fragrances. All of their scents are water-based and any ingredients they use are from enzymes or plant extracts. So full natural from the beginning to end, high quality, and the scents, the line of scents are really, really nice. I've tried every single one and every single scent has been amazing. People have asked me what deodorant I use because they smell like of anatomy, but it's amazing stuff. And like I said, one of the problems that you run into when it comes to natural deodorants is they don't keep you dry or you need to keep reapplying. In my experience, I only use a little bit and I'm good throughout the whole day. So check it out. Corpus deodorant. It's my favorite one. It's the one I've been using forever. And if you want to get your hands on the products or see what other ones I have suggested over the course of the past few weeks, all you need to do is scan the QR code on the bottom of the screen or click the URL in the YouTube description. That'll take you directly to my channel on inthenow.com. The address is www.inthenow.com slash heal thyself. All right, everyone, welcome to Heal Thyself. What a special show we have today. Before we jump into anything, I want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to this show and supporting it, even if it's your first time or your 122nd, 23rd time. Thank you for showing up, as always, and sharing this with your loved ones. So today we're going to talk a little bit about alcohol in the Knowledge Bomb segment. Not only what it does to the body, but new research that is coming out of it. And then my personal take on drinking, uh, really important because so many people do, and it's so intimately tied in the social fabric of what is normal. And then a special guest today, super, super special. Atara Valentine is a manifestation coach, a hypnotherapist, but also dives deep into trauma, inner child work, releasing that trauma, mindfulness, neurolinguistics. So it's gonna be really, really important to listen to this with your feelings, with your heart, with your emotion, and see if the words that are coming from Atara are going to resonate. I guarantee they will. And he's going to give us these practices that we can do to come back to our body. Easy practices, cheap every single day, and it's gonna be so empowering for your healing, your deep, deep inner healing. We're not talking about just physical, deep, deep inner healing. So stay tuned for that. All right, let's get to our knowledge bomb segment. Ha! 
how many of us drink alcohol, how much alcohol is ingrained into our social fabric. Man, as soon as you're 21, everyone in America drinks. Bars are full before COVID especially, but it was so regular. It was so ingrained in, especially in college, to go to the bars on Thursday or Friday or Saturday. And um, God, I know that so many people have had those nights where they were they were intoxicated and they wake up in the morning and they feel terrible. And, and in that moment we go, oh, I'm never going to drink alcohol again. It's your body screaming at you and we just do it again. But um, I'll give you my take a little bit later, but I really want to talk about alcohol and what it does to the body, right? You may have heard or some whispers going on, but actually research shows that one in 10 people have no idea what alcohol does in the body. And actually there's really strong evidence that alcohol is linked to seven different types of cancers. Which ones? Oropharynx, larynx, esophagus, breast, liver, colon, and rectum, right? And one out of 10 people have no idea about this. Alcohol is one of those things that are we can easily prevent diseases from, but we still do it. Why? Because the marketing behind alcohol is powerful, but more importantly, it's become a norm. It's become the drug that we go to. Now, alcohol, in my estimation, aside from opioids and other pharmaceuticals, which are hyper addictive and really cause a lot of damage, alcohol is in my top five of worst drugs that are in society. The detrimental effects of alcohol cannot be understated, both short-term and long-term. They ruin people's lives. So, okay, before I jump into this, if you drink, you drink, right? The judgment's not, not there, it's never there. The whole point of why I do these things is to empower you so you have evidence and then you make the decisions yourself. What you do and where you go and decide with this is out of my power, right? I care that I give you the information and I care that you hear it. From that point on, there's not much in my hands and I can care much less about that. What I care about is that now you know that you can do something what you do is up to you. You get what I'm saying? So here's the information. Um, so for, for alcohol, and back to that, and cancer, the head and neck cancer is the strongest evidence. And you, you, you can think so because ethanol is such a powerful oxidant in the body and it causes disruption in our cellular makeup of our mouth and of our throat, right? Our esophagus. And man, if, you, if anyone here knows anyone with head and neck cancer, it's one of the nastiest cancers you can have. When I was in my residency, I worked with this guy who had head and neck cancer, and I saw him like for months on end, almost every other day, and we developed a, a close relationship. But man, like after the surgeries, you have a chunk of your jaw missing, and you're drooling, and you can't eat, and you're, you're feeding through a tube, and radiation is causing massive burns on your face and in your neck. It's just an incredible, it's an incredible process to observe when it comes to head and neck cancer. And interesting how alcohol is one of the main causes of head and neck cancer. Now, there's cellular damage, I mentioned that, there's DNA damage, which leads to the cancer. So back in 2018, we got a little bit of a glimpse of, from the renowned Lancet Journal of how dangerous alcohol can be. The article concluded, the results confirmed that alcohol is a major avoidable risk factor for non-communicable diseases, such as liver cirrhosis, some cancers, cardiovascular disease, as well as injuries resulting from violence and road clashes and collisions that we know, the short and the long-term. Dr. Karina Ferreira Borges is a manager of alcohol and illicit drug program at the World Health Organization, and she was the one who said that quote. You can find this article on the World Health Organization website where they're talking about the detrimental effects of alcohol, but the study in the Lancet back then proved 
and show that the findings of the connection between alcohol drinking patterns and 23 different health outcomes. So we've we've seen in science and in medicine that alcohol is connected to 23 different health, detrimental health outcomes. And there's nearly 3 million deaths globally, which are attributed to alcohol use, including 12% of the deaths in males between the ages of 15 and 49. Now, between that study in 2018 and 2021, there was still a, oh, you know, alcohol can be safe in small amounts, just drink moderately and it's fine. Make sure you don't binge drink because that's where all the problems are until June of this year. Science believe that alcohol can be consumed in small amounts and it would be safe. And yeah, binge drinking is the problem. But now we know that's not true, right? The Oxford University showed that no amount of alcohol is safe for consumption. Now the caveat, it still needs to be peer reviewed, but it caused quite a stir in the medical and the alcoholic industry. Forbes wrote a really nice summary for this for the public. The researchers set out to look at what are the effects of alcohol in the brain, right? And they operated from the premise, moderate alcohol consumption is common and often viewed as harmless to brain health. Well, what did they find? First thing they found, no alcohol is healthier than the other. And the belief that wine is healthier than others is false. Alcohol is alcohol. Regardless of the resveratrol in the wine or the probiotics in hard kombucha or the low sugar in vodka or gin, it doesn't matter. Alcohol is alcohol and ethanol reacts very particularly in the body in different systems. And it damages the body every single time you drink. The second thing they found was that there's no safe dose of alcohol for the brain, zero. And even moderate consumption is associated with more widespread adverse effects on the brain than previously ever recognized. So moderate amounts of alcohol, which is about seven glasses of wine or seven spirit drinks or eight glasses of beer were seen to cause brain changes. And even light drinking can affect brain changes. And that's about three and a half glasses of wine per week, three and a half spirit drinks per week or four glasses of beer. Regardless, what these researchers have shown is that alcohol is not safe at any level, contrary to what we were saying right now in science, alcohol should not be consumed at all. And alcohol will affect your body in a dose-dependent manner, meaning the more you drink over time, obviously the worse it is, but even at the lowest level, it's still gonna affect your body. And before I end the knowledge bomb, I, wanted to, I was inspired by this to talk about alcohol is because the other day, I went to my first bar in two years, right? And I haven't been to a bar in forever, two years to be exact, but, but there's a lot of changes that I've made into my own relationship with myself and the things that I look for outside of me. And I had a really big aha moment when I was at this bar. Now I wasn't drinking, I was drinking my uh, mocktails, but I looked around and I, I, one, I felt the energy of the bar and I looked around, I looked at everyone's faces and I learned something in the snap of a finger. My relationship to alcohol started in college and I found that the one thing that it did was release my inhibitions and gave me this confidence to be this transient, authentic version of myself, right? Oh, I can dance on alcohol. I love dancing anyway without alcohol, but I can really dance on alcohol. Oh, I can really dress up as ridiculous and flamboyant as I wanna be, but alcohol really lets me do it, right? So it was sort of this crutch that removed my inhibition and let me be my most authentic self. The irony is that it's transient. It will come, it will go. The second thing I realized when I was at this bar and I looked around is that everyone, every single person goes to a bar for community. 
You either go to connect with a man, with a woman, a man and a man, a woman and a woman, a group of people. But people are going to remember their authentic truth, meaning that we are connected. We are tribal beings and we want to be accepted within a group and a tribe. Society has created bars and the normality of drinking alcohol in these places. But what I saw in the bar, I looked and I looked around at everyone's faces at the bar as they waited for their drink. And even the person smiling, I can tell wasn't happy. And even the person who obviously wasn't happy, they have a stone cold look on their face waiting for their drink. And I realized in that moment, a bar is such an unnatural place to connect. It's so unnatural. And alcohol is the most unnatural substance to bring down your inhibitions and let you feel comfortable in your own skin. And it's incredible that we continuously accept this practice of going to this place and drinking this poison just so we can be comfortable with ourselves and show off ourselves and not feel judged, right? And on top of that, connect and communicate with other people. And I looked around and I said, no one is happy at this bar. Even the person smiling and laughing is not happy deep down inside because we know, we know that even though we feel good and even though we feel authentic and even though we have no inhibitions and even though we're connecting with people, we're doing it through alcohol and it ain't going to be the same in the morning. So I ask you and I challenge you all, if you do rely on alcohol to let you be your highest version of yourself, seek that discomfort. Go to a bar, go to a bar without alcohol and see how you feel. See how the energy of the room feels. Feel how unnatural it feels. But also I challenge you to start getting comfortable in your authenticity. Start getting comfortable in your highest version of yourself and let that self be the most open version of you without alcohol. Because I promise you, as we know the detrimental effects of alcohol, the healthiest you will never be tied to alcohol. The healthiest you will be the liberated version of you that doesn't need to rely on anything, even alcohol, to be that highest version. All right, there's my take on alcohol. Let's get to this guest interview. All right, it's been a long time since I promoted a coffee because there's not that many good coffee brands. We got one of the best ones now on Heal Thyself. Are you ready to elevate your coffee game? And experience a brew that's not only delicious, but it's also health focused. Let me introduce you to Purity Coffee. You heard me review them in one of my first ever coffee reviews as one of the best, and then my second ever one as one of the best. And it's one of the best still. It's an ultimate choice for coffee lovers who, who prioritize taste as well as well being. I'm going to tell you what makes Purity Coffee stand out from the crowd. Every step in that process is rooted in health focused principles backed by solid, scientific, research based, rigorous testing. They use the finest specialty grade organic Arabica beans and then move on to small batch roasting, ensuring that each cup meets the highest standards of quality. But what really sets Purity Coffee apart from all the other coffee brands is their dedication, is my favorite, is their dedication to purity and safety. Their beans undergo third-party testing to ensure they're free of pesticides, toxins, and harmful mycotoxins, those pesky substances that can wreak havoc on your health, causing issues like liver and kidney damage, digestive problems, brain fog, and fatigue. Purity Coffee also has some of the highest antioxidant capacity. And this is important because we have to understand coffee is actually really good for us when we're getting quality coffee. And the reason it's good for us and ensures so many benefits, especially heart health, is because of its antioxidant capacity. Purity has one of the highest antioxidants that you're going to find in coffee, giving you a powerful dose of healthy boosting compounds with every sip. Purity Coffee is grown on regenerative organic farms that prioritize soil health 
animal welfare and community well-being. They have certifications by USDA Organic, Rainforest Alliance, and Smithsonian Bird Friendly. You can also trust Purity Coffee is not only good for you, but also good for the planet. They have a range of roasts from their light medium roast with sweet fruity notes and their dark roast with rich bold taste. So to try out one of my favorite coffees in existence and one that I recommend to everyone still to this day, I've been doing it for years, is Purity Coffee. Go to puritycoffee.com and use the code DRG for 30% off of your first purchase. That is P-U-R-I-T-Y-C-O-F-F-E-E.com and use the code DRG for 30% off of your order. You know, living a long life is great. It is. We all want to live longer. But what's even better is living those years in good health, right? Free of the chronic diseases and the ailments. Unfortunately for many, the gap between lifespan and health span is way too wide. And we spent our last years ill, not enjoying our life to the fullest. And that's why I'm always into research-based products, quality supplements that are coming out to you, the highest, the best of the best, some of the best rigorously tested supplements. And one of my favorite companies across the board is Momentus. And they have two that I use every single day, creatine and collagen. These are the two powerhouses at work. I've been over and I've been working out more four times a week. I'm lifting heavy weights. And these are staples. And, I, and not just me. I think everyone should be out working out, building muscle. Staples to muscle repair and muscle growth. But what sets Momentus apart from the rest is its clinically researched formulas. For the collagen, it delivers 15 grams of collagen, supporting your body in various ways. And it's not just one type of collagen. It's all the types of collagen, right? A lot of companies just have one type of collagen. You want all the types of your body's absorbing and utilizing this collagen the way you desire the body to use it. But boy, oh boy, the gold standard for working out, if you're not on this, you don't even have to be working out. You can use it for your brain. It's creatine. Momentous creatine is fantastic. There's no fillers, no additive, pure, effective ingredients you can trust. Trust is everything when it comes to supplements. Momentous third-party test. There's no surprises. What you see on the package is what you get. So if you're like me, you want to feel your body with the best of the best, go to livemomentous.com and use the code DRG for 15% off of creatine and collagen and all their top-notch products. That is L-I-V-E-M-O-M-E-N-T-O-U-S.com with the code DRG for your discount. Today's special guest, Atar Valentine, he's a hypnotherapist, but also has a slew of certifications and all the stuff that I love talking about, including trauma work, inner child work. And today we're really going to learn about all the things that are under the glacier, right? We talk about what's over the glacier, all the physical manifestations of disease, but we're getting underwater and we're going to look at this glacier and see what is going on, what's brewing and what is really pushing these diseases that are chronic and we can't get rid of. So Atara. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Was that a good intro? That was perfect intro. Okay, so yeah. inner child, uh, you said neurolinguistics. Neurolinguistic programming. Trauma work. Trauma recovery. Trauma recovery. Mental and emotional release therapy. PTSD. Weight loss, PTSD. Yeah. Man. And I'm also a neural manifestation coach for the company to be magnetic. So unbelievable. <laughs> and a musician. So I'm pretty busy. Yeah. You you you're very busy, but but um what really resonated, well, how it started is your husband reached out to me and said, I should have you on the podcast. I said, okay. So I looked and I was like, I should have you on the podcast <laughs> because this is exactly the type of work that's that I believe is rooted in overall health. And you know, we've had some conversations already about, yeah. or we were talking about your husband and, and his health, but we don't have to go into it if you don't want to, but regardless, it's chronic disease. Yeah, What's going on and what's what's underlying. But before we get into that, I know you're a musician, you still play music, where did, what got you here? How did you end up here? And how did you end up like yeah. putting out all these awesome videos and clips to really empower people? Yes. Yeah, so what I love about social media, I'm one of the people who's a total advocate for it. I know a lot of people say it's destructive and all of this other stuff. I've actually only benefited from it and seen the benefits that it has on the people that I connect with. 
And I think it's such a gift because it really allows me to share my messages with people around the world who can't necessarily afford a session with me or, you know, don't want to get that intimate with somebody. But I like to put out just little snippets that people can connect with, whether it's an exercise, a journal prompt, a video explaining what your subconscious does and how you're holding yourself back. So for me, I've just always been into sharing, right? I grew up in a very stunted household, lots of emotional and physical abuse. I was bullied around my sexuality from the time I was literally like six years old before I I, I, I even knew what sexuality was or right. identified as anything, right? And so I just always had this feeling of being an outsider and not really having my group or being accepted. And one of the few outlets or resources that I had was music. So my dad was a musician. He put a guitar in my hands at a very young age. And while I didn't have a ton of friends at that time, I had a guitar and I was able to really harness all of those feelings and all of that energy that was constantly being projected onto me and put it into music to kind of release it from myself. So I went through a journey for years in the music industry and and got a lot of opportunity, but my subconscious programming wasn't really supporting the life that I wanted, Mm. right? Intellectually, I knew I wanted this. This is how I wanted my career to look. This is how I wanted to feel within it. This was my message. But when it came to me actually getting those things, my subconscious would freak out and it would always find a way to sabotage. It always end up somehow everything would always dissolve and fizzle away. Mm -hmm. And I'm a smart person. I've always been self-aware. I've always been a hard worker, but there was just this piece always when I hit a point, something would kick in that would hold me back. So I started obviously realizing that I must be doing something. Right. right? Like this can't just be happening all the time. It's not a coincidence. So I stumbled across so many different kinds of work. I mean, I was the kid who was subscribed to like psychology today at 11 years old, right? And so we'll we'll start there. Originally, I was going to be a therapist. But when I started going into music, I was like, no, you know, I went to school for apparel design. I I thought I was just going to do creative things, right? And uh, so I stumbled across this work one day, a neural manifestation work. The company's called To Be Magnetic. And this woman, Lacey Phillips, started it. Essentially, she curated a bunch of different modalities and pieced them together um, into a manifestation process. Mm. And I started doing that. And I received so much clarity and started noticing things um, and just synchronicities in my life and things that I was blind to before. And I ended up being reached out to by the company to be on their podcast. And the podcast was just very well received. Like after the podcast episode, thousands of people followed me Mm. and were just like, oh my God, I relate to your story and I relate to your story. And it was kind of always what I wanted to do with music, you know, but I made, I made a record about mental health in 2004 when nobody was talking about mental health. And the head of Atlantic Records told me no one wants to hear a song about killing yourself. And I was like, that's actually not what this is about. This mm-hmm. is me letting other people know that they're not alone in this and that we have other right, options right. than that, right? And I, and it's still what I do musically, but it's been interesting because as I've kind of grown into myself, I'm getting to share this message in any way, shape, or form, right? So I started uh, just posting more and sharing more of my personal story because people really connected with it in the podcast format. And the company ended up reaching out to me and asking if I would come and coach for them. So I went through their training. And then when I got in there, I was like, there's really something here. And while I have a ton of life experience, and I I mean, the life that I've lived, most people probably would not have survived. Mm -hmm. But I did. 
and I knew I had something to share. And I'm like, but I want more and I want as many tools as possible to help other people. And I want to learn the terminology so I can communicate clearly. And that's what really drove me to get all of my certifications. Mm. And now I'm booked out five months in advance, Amen. like solid. And I have a TV show that approached me that's in development. I'm working on a book. Amazing. Anyone knows anyone who is a publisher? Um, just to help people, because one thing that I learned in the wellness industry is that while it can be so positive, it's another thing that people use to make themselves feel bad. They get very stuck. They feel very right. lost. They get taken advantage of. And I really want to help people find that power within themselves because, I mean, you know this, we have the answers. We're not raised to believe we have the answers. So we're always looking for that external validation. So I like to teach people through questions and through just dialoguing and using hypnosis to then integrate everything we discover in session how to find those answers within themselves and how to build that trust muscle internally. So, mm, Like that intuitive, like, here is your guide. It's always been here. Yeah. But I think I, li I like what you said. We've been taught not to be in touch with that. We've been so distracted through life and we don't have the answers, we believe. Yeah. Um, but we do. We always did. And I love that you can help guide people to that. What, I, what I'm hearing is that you felt you had your your liking, you were drawn into the arts, but your real sense of purpose came when you connected with and opened up to that program. Yeah. And you saw, whoa, like I'm a musician and I'm doing apparel, but also like there's something deep inside of me that's drawing me and pulling me towards that. Did you feel like, what did it feel like when you knew that this is the path that I have to take? It's interesting that you ask that. I, I talk about this all the time with my clients because uh, again, how we are raised is to validate everybody around us constantly and not really learn how to do it for ourselves, right? We're not, we don't really learn how to take care of ourselves. We don't even learn how to eat properly, mm. right? We're not, we're not given proper, proper nutritional education in school. So they're not going to tell you how to feel good about yourself. Right. It's more, be a good student, be a good brother, be a good son, be a good this, be a good that. You have to be a good worker. You have to work hard, to, right? So everything is about you having to give constantly in order to get a drip feed yep. of worth, right? And so... When I started doing this, it just felt really natural. But again, with where my programming was and what my sub subconscious thought was possible, I didn't know people got to do this. I didn't know people got to sit and talk about their story and just like, it's just what I always did for my friends, right? Yeah. So I didn't really value it because there wasn't value put on it, right? There was value in me cleaning the house or working really hard or, right? So you look for the promotion, you look for all of these things. So um, once I reconnected with this piece of myself and really learned how to appreciate it, I started realizing there was just such an ease. Yeah. And I, I also dealt with so many health issues. I mean, I was at the doctor getting endoscopies and ultrasounds in my stomach. I couldn't digest anything. And, you know, everyone was like, just, you know, take this acid reflux pill. Right. And I'm like, pretty sure. And this was, I mean, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, I was like, I'm pretty sure that that's going to cause stomach cancer from the little bit that I know about medicine, right. right? I'm like, if I'm not producing enough stomach acid, what's happening to my food, yeah. right? So, and turns out there's a huge lawsuit now mm -hmm. happening about that, right? And everyone looked at me like I was crazy, but I'm like, I know stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know how or why, but I know stuff. So when I started doing this, it just felt so natural and I had mm -hmm. so much ease. And I was like, wow, this is what life can feel like. Yeah. And now I'm able to transfer that to other areas because I was like, when I sit with a client, when I sit and talk about this, it doesn't matter who's sitting across from me. I don't care if I'm talking, you know, I have 
a great friend who's a neuroscientist. I have a great friend who works at a food store, mm-hmm. right? Like I don't feel more insecure with one person or the other because I always have myself in alignment, right? And I there's an ease around that. But when I would go to do the things where I was really trying to be seen and validated in like music, somehow all of those voices would come back in. Mm. Oh, this isn't good enough. This, well, is this going to be the song Sony can sink or is it not? Or blah, blah, blah. Is this going to get on the Spotify playlist? Is it, you know? And I was like, why do I have ease over here and not over here? Mm. So I learned how to basically take that and transfer it through. And now that's really what my life looks and feels like. Just an unfolding, right? Yeah. Like a, it's a natural organic unfolding rather yeah. than like resisting or even worse, pushing. Yeah. And also just being being okay, being happy. People don't talk about that enough. Like there's such a resistance to just being. There's such a resistance to just enjoying your life. Like we're always looking for the next thing. And like, listen, I'm a manifestation coach. I understand people want the job and the car and the partner and whatever, right? But it's more important when I meet with people, I'm like, cool, what's your list? How do you feel about this? What limiting beliefs are coming up? What blocks are you feeling? And I'm like, now I don't want to talk about your manifestation list for the next two months. And I keep track of where they are and I give them work that is internal where they're looking in this direction mm-hmm. so that they're not like, oh, is this a test? Am I, okay, what, what about this job and how, what do I do here? Because you're not learning anything if that's what you're doing. When you look in this direction, that's where you learn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the state of being. State of being. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting. I've done a lot of deep, deep meditations. And I one time in one meditation, I saw like a bunch of ants bumping into each other and trying to put concepts on everything. Like, oh, this is ground. This is dirt. This is car. And I saw that's humanity. We're just doing. We always yeah. want to do. We want to label, right? We, yeah. want, we want to define. And then I saw this ant in my vision just standing there, not running and bumping into things and being. And I was like, that's how we got to be. Totally. We have to be. We have to be in a state of presence. We have to be in a state because that opens up a state of receiving, yeah. right? All of these manifestation gifts or, or visions that people have, you got to do the inner work first, like you said. Yeah. How hard is that inner work for people though? It's really hard. Listen, it, it's hard for people when a doctor tells them you're high risk for a stroke, your borderline diabetes, your blood pressure is high, you're not going to be here in five years, right? Because that person made decisions that got them to this place, right? And a lot of times it's like, do this diet and do this thing. And it's so outside of their lifestyle. It's so outside of what they think life is and how they see themselves within it that they can't do it. And that's really where I come in with this because it's all part of our belief system, right? And if we look at your mind like this, we talk a lot about inner child work and and just I just wanna be very frank about this. I was the person, if you would have talked to me eight years ago and said, oh, inner child, I would look at people and be like, you're fucking 50 years old, like your inner child, like yeah. get a grip, like yeah. take accountability, yeah. right? And the thing is, because it's so misused, like, oh, my inner child's hurting in this, or, oh, my inner child was this, and that's why I was so reactive. And it's like, I still don't like that. However, the reality behind it is what's happening in our brain from zero to seven years old is we're in theta brain waves. That's hypnosis. That's deep meditation. Five to eight, five to nine, we're in alpha, right? That's intense creativity, imagination. But we don't have the capacity to even critically think or develop our critical faculties until we're eight or nine years old, right? New studies are showing it's not until we're 12 or 13 that we can actually take multiple um, stimuli outside of us and compare and contrast them and fully understand why it's aligned with us or not. 
Mm. Right. So if we start looking at our belief systems and our values from this perspective, relationship with food, relationship with exercise, uh, how we see ourselves, we are constantly just pulling in information that we're not questioning as children through observation. Right. So if we take someone, for example, who grows up in a narcissistic household, right? We know that parents probably taking up 90% of the emotional bandwidth. Everyone is there like, oh, wait, oh, he's not in a good mood. Okay, mm -hmm. so I have to not be seen. Uh, okay, uh, he is, so now I have to be happy. And okay, he likes when I play basketball and he supports that. So I'm going to play basketball, right? So we start developing all these associations, even with food. Oh, it's your birthday. Here's some sugary cake. Oh, you got a good grade. Here's some ice cream. Or, oh, you had a hard day. Have a cookie, mm. right? So we start installing this reward system at a very young age. I call it our subconscious life script, right? And that becomes our motivation. And within that, we have associations. So in this situation, in this kind of a household, positive association to not being seen or being invisible. Positive association to having an emotional wall around you positive association to people pleasing, mm. negative association to using your voice, negative association to being an individual because that's seen as selfish in your house, right? So this is what happens. And then all of a sudden we get older and we want the job, we want the promotion, but we can't speak up at the meeting, right? right? We project our story from childhood onto our boss because what a great place to do it, relationships and jobs, right? Where we feel like we're trying to get someone's approval. And everything is a mirror in that sense. Mm -hmm. And like you said with the ants, but we gave it meaning, right? We were told this is what this means. And we just held on to it and we don't question it. We just hold on to that belief system. Mm -hmm. And that's the same thing that happens with phobias, right? When we talk about fight flight response, phobia is a completely irrational fear about something because, and what happens from my studying in phobia is a lot of times fear of flying happens because what do people do when they fly? They wake up, they don't eat a good meal. They're running frantically. Their blood sugar's dropping, right? Mm -hmm. They get to wherever, the airport, right? They have a donut or a bagel. They get this big burst of sugar. Then they get an insulin rush, right? To, to bring it back down. Yeah. They drop, flight takes off. They have a fucking panic attack, yeah. <laughs> right? And then, but then they develop a phobia because they just created an association to them flying. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And we do that so much. And that's even with PTSD. What I do is I help people unpair the feeling from the event. That's what we can do in our subconscious now. And it's fascinating. And we didn't believe that was possible, you know, even 15 years ago. Yeah, but. the feeling from the event, which is, which is incredible because, and I love, thank you for saying the childhood development, zero to seven, the theta waves. Something I brought up on the show multiple times is because people need to understand that whenever something happens in your childhood, we simply just make these adaptations. Like in a narcissistic home, we know to survive or be part of the tribe. I need to show up as pleasing, right? Because they're taking up 90% of the bandwidth, right. right? So your personality shifts so you adapt and you can survive. Yeah. That's the brilliance of a child. We know that we have to show up a certain way to be part of the tribe. Totally. And we don't question it. We don't question Th it. Think of, for example, I mean, all of my friends grew up in trauma with like drug addict parents and whatever else. But um, let's take, for example, someone who has a, a parent who has a substance abuse issue, who's a single parent, who is working a lot and isn't home and can't really afford to like properly stock the house in food, all of these things. That kid's going to grow up and think that's normal. 
yeah. right? And let's say this kid's eight years old and they go to Jimmy's house and they look in the cabinet and Jimmy opens and the kid's going to be like, why do you have all of this food? Mm-hmm. It's going to think it's weird because to him, that's not what happens in this house, right? And he's like, Jimmy will say something like, what are you talking about? Like, everybody has food like this. And then the kid's going to go home and say to his mom, mom, I went to Jimmy's house and they had so much food in the cabinets. And then she'll make a comment like, well, that's why everyone in Jimmy's house is overweight. Right. Right. And then we're like, oh, okay, makes sense. We adapt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, the, and the authoritative figure is like, mom, mom's always right. Yep. Dad's always right. Yeah. There's not much questioning. No. It's, it is literally like our belief system is routed upon what they're saying. We have to trust them to survive. So why would we question? Exactly. But, and then the, in adulthood, I love that you said this, stories, right? And when, and when we were a child, we, that was our belief system. And it was true at the moment for us, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily true anymore. But we carry on these stories in our adult life, mm-hmm. talking about like not speaking up in the meeting because, oh my God, like I can't speak my truth because speaking my truth isn't safe because I remember when I was a kid or maybe I don't remember, but it's in, ingrained in my subconscious. Yeah. So I love that you're really helping separate that. What is, for the viewers and listeners, what is something that we can do right now to at least illuminate and bring awareness to some of that stuff that we may go, holy crap, this has been since childhood. Is there any practices that we can do now. Yeah. So can I give a little backstory on this practice? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Because kind of physiologically, neurologically, what happens, right? When, uh, let's say we have a trauma. For so many of us, we dissociate from feeling. So we try to intellectualize everything moving forward. Oh my God, this this doesn't feel good. Okay. So it must be this. We figure it out. We start ruminating, right? What happens when we're doing that? Two things get affected. And this is proven. Our HPA axis, right? But first, our autonomic nervous system. So we go into parasympathetic, we create a stress response because we're not actually allowing ourselves to feel anything. What happens is we start overly intellectualizing. We start overloading our conscious mind so that we can't even process. That happens to almost everybody throughout the day. That's why everyone's numbing behaviors kick in at night. You don't see anyone eating the tub of ice cream at 11.30 a.m. or two o'clock in the afternoon, unless they're going through like a breakup or something intense Mm -hmm. like that, right? Because we burn ourselves out. And when we start overloading our conscious mind, what happens is we kick ourselves into fight flight. The subconscious comes up with solutions. Have a glass of wine, do this, right? All these things to kind of keep us, to bring us back to homeostasis. We create false associations, drinking, false alpha state that we start associating with relaxation. Comfort eating, we're not seeking the food or the cookie, we're seeking the state that's attached to it. Yeah. But we don't think that we can create that state, right? So the one of the things that I really do with a lot of my clients is really teach them how to ground themselves. I do an exercise where, and this seems so basic, mindfulness exercise where someone's going through a big breakup, someone's leaving their job, some, some kind of big transition, death, we're just pure suggestibility, right? And if you have a trauma or something attached to that, you're even more suggestible. We are hypervigilant at looking for negativity unconsciously so that we can project any kind of scenario that may or may not even be true, right? But that is potentially being reflected back to us onto that so that we get triggered and we stay away from it. Mm. That's exhausting. And we're not in our body. So 
I do an exercise with people and I give them a routine that where they do it three times a day, but in session, because I see them, they come and you can see when someone's in hypnosis and people don't realize that they think hypnosis is like, right? Like, right, right. like you're doing all this crazy stuff, yeah. but it's not, it's just, you're not consciously thinking you don't have any critical capacity left, right? So your subconscious is in the wheel and you're just absorbing. Hmm. And that's what we do in hypnosis. Actually, we overwhelm the conscious mind, but with good things, and then we push it through. So how do we get out of that? Get off your phone. When you start getting tired, when you start getting that funk, get off your phone. Don't sit and scroll through your phone while you're watching television with whatever else in the background, right? You want to take a pause. A couple good things to do. And if you want to see how much you are not in control of your body, do this because it's funny. Set a timer for 10 minutes. Lay in your bed, close your eyes, no music, no sound. It's not a meditation. Just lay there and don't move. If you have a scratch on your face, don't scratch it. If you have some sweat on your forehead, don't wipe it. Just lay there. See how much resistance you have to being in your body. You'll be shocked 30 seconds in legs start burning, right? All of it, it's crazy, but it's what happens because we're so disconnected and we can't handle it because there, and it's not just because we don't want to relax. It's because we're all avoiding so many things and our subconscious freaks out. This isn't what we do. We pick up our phone, right? We pick up our phone. We watch TV. We have a drink, but we don't just lay here and because then we have to face something, right? We don't want that rejection. We don't want that pain. So that's one thing. Second thing I do with people that's fascinating, I set a timer for two minutes and I say, go get a glass of water, you know, a drink, something you like. And I put it in front of them and I'm like, I want you to stare at that, but I want you to listen to my voice while you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And I'll say, look at the glass, look at the shape and the design of it. Notice how light and shadow are playing off of it. Even though the glass is clear where the light's hitting it, there's almost a bright white light. And where the shadow's hitting it, even though it's clear, it's a darker steely gray. Notice that the water is not completely still. There are some bubbles, there's some movement. Now touch the glass. Notice that the glass is making your hand feel cool. Notice simultaneously, your hand is warming the glass up. It's an exchange. Pick up the glass, smell it. You picking anything up? Put it in your mouth. Don't swallow it. Notice how your mouth starts salivating. Mm. Notice how you really feel the texture of the water. Swallow it, feel it go down your throat. Feel it going into your stomach. Then it goes do, 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 do. My alarm goes off and they go. I'm like, how do you feel? And they're like, I feel so relaxed. <laughs> and then this is where, this is my take on wellness. Cause I'm not the, yes, because this. And I'm like, what did you do? And they're like, I'm like, you drank a fucking glass of water. Yeah. That's what you did. How did that water taste? They're like, oh my God, it had all this texture, right? And, and then I make them do it three times a day. Great. Do it for your morning beverage. Do it the middle of the day. And do it when you take your shower at night. You have three opportunities to come back into your body so that you can stay conscious because, and that's not hypnosis, right? That's just mindfulness. Yeah. But through a hypnosis perspective, 
But what happens is this, then they're more aware of their negative self-talk that comes up. They don't grab onto it or latch onto it because what we do when we when this happens is when we start ruminating, we get an idea. Mm. And people don't realize this. When we talked about pairing the picture with the emotion, with the thought, with the time, right? That's what a memory is. So when we have a traumatic memory or even not a traumatic memory, just discomfort, rejection, something that we don't want, if we even say, oh, I want to be more confident, what's going to happen if, if we do this in hypnosis? We put all this imagery in, we put all these tools in that we discuss, how do you want to feel? Cool. What are your blocks? Okay, let's release those through hypnosis. I'm putting all this information in there, right? So I'm dealing with the 88%, but you have to deal with the 12%. And what happens, what's going to happen, I'm telling them is this, you're going to come out of this, you're going to feel really good, maybe for 30 minutes. And then a thought's going to come up. It's going to go, who do you think you are? You can be confident. You're so confident. That's why you let everyone walk all over you. Oh, good luck trying to be confident. Your, all your friends are going to hate you if you're confident, right? And then all of a sudden, instead of interrupting it or putting our motivation somewhere else, right? We go, oh my God, well, what if my friends do leave? And then what if I don't have any friends? And then this happens. And then I live in this town and I'm stuck and blah, 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 right? So then we start that cycle again. We have a thought, builds an emotion, connects back to thought, bigger thought, bigger emotion, back into sympathetic. And that's how we live. And that's how we live. Ooh. So if we even just disrupt that a little bit throughout the day, then we can be like, mm, I hear you not not doing it. It's cool. I'm working on confidence today. Yeah. I'm not an affirmation person because they don't go through, but through hypnosis they do. Right. Mm -hmm. So but I'm like, mm -mm, no, it's fine. Oh, going to grab my phone. Nothing on my phone any right now. I talk out loud to myself constantly. Right. I see someone on the phone. I'm like, oh, my God, what's happening on my Instagram? And then I'm like, I don't need to see what's happening on my Instagram. But I have to say it out loud because my body is making that decision for me because it's an automatic behavior. So the more I do this and I disrupt it, the less those neural pathways are engaging. Mm -hmm. And I'm creating new neural architecture mm -hmm. based on what I want. Not my programming, not what my parents told me, not the town I grew up in, right? Presence is key. Awareness is key if you want to change. Mm. And it happens in such easy ways. Now let's chat about something crucial that is omega-3s. You know I'm all about keeping clean and pure when it comes to products as well as food on my plate. But when it comes to supplements, right, we have to make sure we have the best of the best. But especially when it comes to omega-3s. And, and I really mean it. Omega-3s are some of the most adulterated supplements that exist out there. And a lot of companies aren't doing it right. We need omega-3s for our heart, for our brain, for our eye health. You might not be getting enough nutritionally. When it comes to Peori, it's a quality brand, not only just with omegas across their whole line. They're extremely transparent. Every batch undergoes rigorous testing against over 200 contaminants, and you could check the results for yourself. And that's one of my favorite things. You can scan the QR code and look at the batch that is right in front of you that is on your shelf or on your counter, and you can see the results for this quality testing. Puris O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil delivers a potent dose of EPA and DHA without any unnecessary extras. Now, Puri is offering 20% off of their O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil, the one that I take every single morning, and all their fantastic products to you, the Heal Thyself listener. That's 20% off even the already discounted subscription price. I want you to go to Puri.com. Use my promo code DRG. That's P-U-O-R-I dot com slash DRG to take care of your health with some of the best omegas out there by Puri. These days... 
These days, it seems like everyone is carrying on a beverage, whether it's soda or flavored water, or kombucha or coffee or tea, but not all beverages are created equal when it comes to quality and health benefits. That is why I become obsessed with Peaks Sun Goddess Matcha. I've been using this for, it's one of the first supplements I really invested in. It's four years ago, probably. And it's not just any old matcha powder. We're talking organic ceremonial grade matcha tea that has been meticulously screened for pesticides, heavy metals, mold, and even radioactive isotopes. Peak takes no shortcuts. Their matcha is cultivated by ninth degree tea masters in Kagoshima, Japan, using century old traditions. Their plants are shaded for 35% longer than usual to maximize the production of vital compounds like L-theanine for calm, steady energy and chlorophyll for its detoxifying anti-aging properties. I start every morning with a frothy cup of sun goddess matcha, not just for energizing my body, you know, we all want to get that caffeine kick, yeah, okay, but for the amazing gut health, metabolism boosting, and antioxidant benefits. The phytonutrients nurture my digestive system, the EGCG compounds help my body burn calories efficiently, and the chlorophyll gives my skin the awesome reading. You see I'm glowing right now, right? That's because of the matcha. There's perfectly proportioned packets that are easy to mix with water whenever I need to pick me up, so easy to make a consistent self-care ritual. Peak is offering you, the Heal Thyself listener, 15% off of their sun goddess matcha plus a free beaker and a rechargeable frother when you go to peaklife.com slash drg they're so confident that you're going to love it there's even a 30-day money-back guarantee no code at checkout just go to p-i-q-u-e-l-i-f-e.com slash drg you're going to get 15 percent off plus all those freebies turn your television off when you're eating dinner go sit at your table None of this is that hard. The wellness industry tricks us into thinking, right. oh, you need this and you have to go to this shaman and, right, and right, this right, healer. Right. And they're, they're not doing anything. They're making you be in your body and stay still. Right. We are human beings. We have logic, reason, willpower, superior decision-making, right? Use it. Mm -hmm. Stop letting your body make decisions for you. Our subconscious is like a horse. If you don't drive it, it will drive you. If you're not happy with what's in there, you're not going to be happy with what you're doing in your life. Mm -hmm. Powerful stuff. Really powerful <laughs> because it's so true how we're on autopilot and subconscious is driving and how many people aren't in their bodies. And, you know, I, I know this one guy and I've been telling him, man, he's made every excuse not to be alone in his body without a phone. And he's a big content creator. And I'm, and he's like, um, I need to do a getaway. I go, yeah, you need to. He's like, okay, I'm going to bring my dog and I'm going to do a really cool like vlog. And I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, you're missing the idea. No dog. He goes, no dog. He goes, what do you mean? He's like, then it's just, okay. But then that's okay. Cause I don't need the dog. I can do really good content. I go, no cameras. And he goes, what do you mean? No cameras. And he's like, okay, it's fine. I could do it on my cell phone. I go, bro, no cell phone. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. And like the, I felt even in the room, the anxiety start turning up. Totally. Because in that moment, he realized that he needs to be in his body more. Mm -hmm. He needs to sit alone with no distraction and let that stuff come up. Yeah. And do you find, so is that is that the key? The, the, the hyper presence being in your body allows those things that you've been holding back to come up? Fully, and listen, I, I set a timer every single day, 20 minutes, not the other exercise. That's what I started doing at first. And I was like, oh my God. Cause, and I would do it with clients, especially clients who are very like all over the place like this. Right, right. right. And I would say, just do it in your bed. And they're like, Atara, I had to stop because my legs were burning from the sheets and this. And I'm like, did you sleep in that bed last night? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, were your legs burning you from the sheets the whole time that you were sleeping? No, this is your mind. This is your brain and your body fighting you and fighting what you want. So it 100% helps, but we're in such avoidance of feeling anything that is bad, right? 
every day I sit, I don't care from the best mood or like the shittiest mood ever. I sit for 20 minutes and I close my eyes and I connect with that piece of myself, that piece that just wanted as a child to be seen, to have an easy life, to be appreciated, who can be very disconnected from our adult self, who feels like they have to work so much harder and do all of these things and schedule themselves like crazy. But I check in with that version of me because he needs a voice, right? Mm. And I just ask, I'll lay there and I'll feel what I'm feeling. Sometimes it's t- I'm just tired. And I'll wait, do some breathing exercises, get into my body, get into parasympathetic. And then I'll ask him, what do you need from me right now? And I'll hear, I'm so tired. Just give me a break. I'm so tired. I usually start crying because mm. it's true. I have a nice somatic release, right? And I come up from that. I let something go, something I was avoiding by trying to be so busy. Gave my body that release. And then I get up and I'm like, cool. I have these things to do, but this is my pace. Mm. I'm going to speak slower and softer. And I'm going to go through my day like this. Mm. Just connecting with your body. Just and that came with up. your body. Yeah. It, it, it's so interesting to go back to that water reference. Six minutes a day and you can connect to your body just by drinking a glass of water. Yeah. You know, how many of us are like drinking a glass of water and between sips, having a conversation, a meeting, and then drinking some more water and, you know, making our food, how distracted we are. And we go from one distraction to the other. Mm -hmm. And the phone is the best one because now when there was usually distraction of making lunch and then I got to get to my car soon. And then after that, come go to the studio. We also have our phone in between to distract those moments in the past before the advent of phones where we actually had some time to do things, you know? And the idea, even just with that, right? The glass of water, let's take it even further than that. Like Something in us drove us to buy that particular design glass, to buy that towel, to buy that bedding, to buy that car. And we kind of buy it and we get, you know, the big rush from buying it, but then we never appreciate it again. Wow. And I'm not a, I'm not a gratitude list person. Like, to be honest, I think they're bullshit. However, but because I think people are like, I'm so grateful for my coffee. And it's like, yeah, but you're not. I mean, a lot of people will say like, no, I am. I need caffeine. <laughs> right. But but that's not real gratitude. Right. Because you're not experiencing. You're just trying to tell yourself that you're grateful for something. Mm-hmm. It, but to have some kind of self-care practice on that front, I think anything that we do for ourselves is beneficial if we're taking time to look inward. However, I'd like people to spend their time just being more focused and just sitting in themselves. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, this microphone, somebody picked this out. Somebody designed this microphone. It, w- it was appealing to whoever bought it, right? For for multiple reasons. But we don't, we just look at it and we're like, oh, it's just in the background, right? When we pick our car, we pick it for all these features that we don't use. But in the moment, we're so excited. Why can't we feel that excitement every time we sit in our car? Take a second to appreciate the thing that you picked mm-hmm. that was designed to your liking. Sit at the table that you chose to sit at. Eat the food that you decided you wanted and look at it, appreciate it, mm-hmm. take it in appreciate your life. We have so much around us all the time and we're always looking for that next thing. Yeah. And and it's a chase that you'll never win. And I mean, you know, you're an oncologist, right? It's, I was talking to you about my husband. Mm-hmm. Oh, this, and I need this, and this, and this, and this. And it's like cancer three times in three years because he's always in sympathetic. He's always in fight flight. We're not digesting food properly, right? Our body's not restoring itself. It's not regenerating itself. We're walking around inflamed constantly. Then guess what? We have cancer. Mm -hmm. So that was so much of my mission 
And, come, and again, that's not everybody. People, certain people have genes and things like this, but right. he has a twin brother. Why doesn't his twin brother have cancer? Why does he? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Identical twin, right? So these are the questions you want to ask, and it's all lifestyle based. So what I do with people is really help them because you can say, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this. Take, you know, 500 milligrams of quercetin four times a day right. for inflammation and take this and whatever. And they're not going to do it, right? So how I work with people is to figure out the blocks, get rid of the shock of the diagnosis. How do you want to feel? How do you want to show up through this journey, right? Hypnosis has also been showing to help um, radiation and chemotherapy absorb better through the body, Mm. right? And not because I'm a magician, because I'm helping you get out of the way of disturbing what your body naturally does. Mm -hmm. Makes sense? Yeah, 100%. It's sort of like working with the body in many ways. Yeah. To, for, for that healing. Mm-hmm. Um, when, you know, I know you talk a lot about authenticity and it's, and for me, my version of authenticity is sort of like when we're children, we're super authentic mm-hmm. and every mm-hmm. single way we work through our emotions, we embody our soul's creativity. You know, we know what kind of what we want to do, what we want to create. Um, but what is authenticity to you? What does it mean to you? What does it mean to be uh, radiating authenticity and, and what's a, what's a really good way for people listening and viewing to get in touch with their authenticity? Yeah. For me, authenticity is just self-actualization, finding that approval in yourself, knowing what you want, figuring out how to create that, how to embody that without caring about the judgment that's sitting across from you. Deciding not to do something because someone that you are friends with doesn't like it. So you put yourself aside and shrink yourself. Being able to grow and show up as who you are, even if it makes people uncomfortable, not in the sense of being an asshole, obviously, right? But in the sense of, no, this is who I am. And maybe I'm actually in friendships that these people don't want the best Mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. And being able to set boundaries for that so that you have the opportunity to do and be who you are in your life. And nobody does it. It's, and even when people are like, authenticity, this is my authenticity. And, you know, or they, they go to a yoga retreat and they come back and, you know, they're wearing head to toe white and they're like, yes, that was so healing. And this is my, now this is my authentic self. And it's like, no, that's every other person right. who was on that yoga retreat. It's like, that's what you think you need to be. Who are you? I'm the wellness person from New Jersey who fucking swears all the time. And <laughs> I have an education. I don't care if I, sw- if I swear, it doesn't make me feel any less educated, mm-hmm. right? Regardless of what other people think. That's how I communicate. That's who I am, right? I'm a little girly looking. I'm a little masculine looking. I have a mustache. I have, but, you know, like nice hair. Like, you know, it, and, and not everybody likes it. But guess what? This is me. Right. And if you don't like it, you don't have to dress like this, right? right? You don't have to follow my footsteps. You don't have to be inspired. You don't have to be inspired by me. You don't have to do whatever. You can. You get to do what you want to do for yourself. Mm-hmm. And when you show up as that person, see how the people around you feel. And that's really how you step into your authenticity. Because the first thing people do is, oh my God, who does Atara think he is? Or he's just never happy. He just always has to change or he always has to, right? Because they want to project the fact that they don't want to look at themselves onto you so that they can be like, oh, my life is okay. He just is complicated or he's this or the the fact that they can't speak up. Oh, he has a big mouth. Right. Right. So it triggers them, but it triggers them because they want it. Mm -hmm. Right. 
I say the same thing when uh, we see someone walk into a room and they're really in their authenticity, whether the words they say, the energy they have, the way they dress. And a lot of time we're kind of put off. We're like, who who does that person mm -hmm. think they are? Look at them. Like, why are they so dressed up for this event? Or why are they so loud? Or like, mm -hmm. why are they speaking so confidently? It's so annoying. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, oh God, I kind of want something. I wish I had that. <laughs> why don't I, why don't I have that? You know? And it's just a reminder. And I think that authenticity can change the world because the more people feel that vibration, the more people are happy within themselves. You know, like we're run by this, like, pandemic of egoic sponsored belief systems that we think we should be this and do that. And of course we don't feel good in our bodies, but someone in their authenticity, you feel great. Yeah. You have no apologies for anything because you're like, oh man, this is what my soul wants to do or my deeper self wants to do. And I'm just doing it without yeah. fear. And it's so liberating. And listen, and it's not saying just because you're authentic that you're just like, I don't care about anything. You just know how to navigate through it. Listen, you get a trigger. Most people get a trigger and they're like, oh, Dr. G really triggered me. I never want to talk to him again after this. Like, it, And then they build this story. Oh, you were disrespectful. You did this, blah, 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 right? So that they can create that space and feel good about it, right? Or someone else will go, who's authentic? Did that actually happen? Right. Or did maybe, did I feel insecure in that moment? So I projected my insecurity or I received that like he was judging something I was saying, right. right? And then again, it's allowing that feeling to come up. We're not just shoving it down by being like, he's an asshole, right? And that's how most people navigate through. And then they call all of their friends to get the support to feel okay. And validate it. And validate it, mm -hmm. right? Instead of being like, what was that? What, what, why did I feel like that? And that's the thing when we start doing this, we realize Nobody makes you feel anything except for you. You make a decision to feel that way. And if you can't take ownership over that, sorry, that's mm -hmm. just the truth, right? We are responsible for our state. Mm -hmm. And our state of suffering within that, And our right? state of suffering within that, exactly. And that's not to say there are contributing factors. Obviously, our programming is a huge piece of it. That's mm -hmm. why this kind of work is so important to get in there and really reprogram these things and remove the emotion from the events so that we can push forward and give have that internal structure to show up the way that we want to. So when we do get triggered, we can be like, oh, he's this, or we can be like, or maybe it's me. And we can decide to choose that resource from our subconscious right. instead of just picking the one that is readily available that keeps us small and keeps us in our comfort zone. It's interesting. I was reading years ago about taking ownership and there was it was saying to have a personal responsibility for everything. And it was really powerful to me because I'm like, all right, well, I make sure I pick up my trash from the ground and I don't litter anything. But me having a personal responsibility because in essence, we are all one, right? Yeah. We are have a personal responsibility for people littering. Like I contributed to this, mm -hmm. right? Because it's really empowering, even if the things that are seemingly outside of you, right? If you take personal responsibility to some level, then you're empowered to to, to ascend from that rather mm -hmm. than, that, than being sucked up as like, oh, nothing's ever going to change. Like I do my part, but no one else does their part. It's a different energy. Um, do you vibe with that? I do. And and just again, like circling that back to what we were talking about earlier with state. State is a choice, right? What is a problem? A problem is when we attach an unresourceful state to an event. Oh, these people are this, this and this. That's unresourceful. You can't do anything. It's just happening to you. However, you can be like, this is important to me. 
So I'm going to stay diligent and I'm going to show up and I'm going to do my piece and I'm going to start talking to this, talking to people around me about this topic. I'm going to I'm going to lead by example, right? We don't just give up. We decide what our values are, what our belief system is as an adult. And then we start showing up like that to reinforce that. Mm -hmm. And then we get to control even with trauma. Listen, a lot of stuff happened to me in my life. Did I deserve it? Absolutely not. Did it happen to me? Yes. Have I, in the 40 years I've been on this earth, spent way more time in that trauma and the trappings of that trauma than I wish I had? Yeah, because I didn't think I had an option. Oh, this is just my life. And because that was my internal representation. This is who I thought I was in the world. I'm someone that bad things happen to, good things don't work out for me, all of that. So that was my state. What am I going to achieve from that state? Except more of that. That is what I'm looking for, right? Unconsciously even. Right. I, I, I could have the nicest exchange with somebody be like, oh, well, I shouldn't never shouldn't even follow up with them because they're just going to reject me at some point. Right. right. And that's the internal dialogue that's happening. What if we got to decide to show up differently? What if we got to put new tools in there? This is just the beginning. If we take accountability and that's not saying right that I still I don't have feelings about what happened to whatever else, but I've dealt with them and I know when they come up and they try to make a decision for me. I make a decision for me, mm -hmm. not what happened to me. Mm -hmm. My trauma does not define my life. I do. I'm a human being. I have a prefrontal cortex. I can make decisions. I have logic and reason. We have to stay clear enough and present enough that we always have that gift that we have available to us. And when we don't, that's when all this other stuff happens. Oof, amen. You that was that was the bomb right there, man. Thank <laughs> you. I mean, I, I feel like I could talk to you for hours. Um, because you are a wealth of knowledge in this and the language you're speaking, I know, I mean, it resonates with me. I'm in, I'm in a hypnotic state hearing all this, right? <laughs> you're doing, you're doing a number on me. I don't know what you've done, but, uh, but no, I'm, I'm really vibing with this. And I know the, the audiences too, and so empowering, right? Because to think that trauma will not dictate the rest of our lives. And if you can break it and you can teach the tools and get back in our body and letting those things come up, we can work through it and taking ownership and accountability. These are things that are free and accessible for us. Um, but for the people who want more guidance, yes, how do they find you? Yes. Yeah, so, and listen, don't take yourself for granted. Like if there's any takeaway here, that's that. That's what my book is about. That's what my whole perspective is about is that, and listen, the book's not even anywhere near being done. So, um, <laughs> but I want people to understand what their power is and the power of choice that they have within themselves. Mm -hmm. However, there are really great tools. Um, if you want to follow me on Instagram at Atara Valentine, I give resources for free constantly, five or six days a week, video lessons, journal prompts, explanations. It's a great resource for that. Um, I would highly recommend looking into the neural manifestation work that I do with To Be Magnetic. We have a whole process where you learn the manifestation process, you go through unblocking, there's an inner child workshop, there's a shadow workshop that I help to create, there are money workshops, there are love and relationship workshops just to really get in there and start lifting these limiting beliefs. And if you're interested in one-on-one -on -one coaching, I book through their platform as well, but I'm booked out until January currently, but Whoa. get in there. Whoa. Yeah. Start booking it now then. <laughs> Amazing stuff. Thank you so much for coming on the show Thank and dropping all these me. bombs. I'd love to have you back in the future. And uh, yeah, man, it was, I'm really grateful for our combo. Same. Thank you. What an incredible, incredible interview with Atara. 
man, I felt the vibe. I felt so focused, hyper-focused. It was so beautiful. And I really hope you resonated with it. Hope you took notes. Try those practices. Try the mindfulness practice of laying in bed with your body. Try the mindfulness practice of just being one with your water and see how that water tastes. You know, you're going to take, what, 10 minutes of your whole day to do it. And it's so, so powerful. Hey, thank you for rating. Thank you for reviewing. Thank you for subscribing. So much love coming from here. Thank you for showing up every single week. Have a good week.